Cause I got friends in all places Where the whiskey drowns and the beer catches my blues What? Think I slip on down to the oasis, so I've got friends in the oasis. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Uh, this is the Underground Table, episode five of season two, right? Season three. Season three. Yeah. All right. So, what's going on? How? What has changed since then? What's new? When was season? Uh, when was episode four? What do you know? Episode four was was that like a month ago? I don't know, two weeks, three weeks ago. It was an amount of time ago. It was in July, so it was at least two weeks ago. Did at we? Least. Yeah. So this was was that pre or post Chicago? That was post Chicago. Post Chicago, middle of July, about a month ago. About a month ago. What's happened mm-hmm. since then? I heard you had a little fun time. I did. Yeah. Uh, met up with the boys with the some of the UPC squad. Shmeev, Eric, Robbie. We had a barbecue. We ate ribs. Well, some of us ate ribs. Yeah, man, we had a ton of food. We listened to some jams. Hung out. Who, uh, oh yeah, Eric's, Eric's vegan, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did you make him like grass or something? Um, he brought some, uh, impossible burgers. So I cooked those for him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. We hung out. We listened to some music and, uh, you know, ate some food, played some cards against humanity. It's good times. And then. And then. And then. That was the start of what I like to call the Shmi vacation. Ooh, go on. What was, uh, what was the itinerary? The itinerary was drive up Highway 101 across the Washington Peninsula, stopping at every great beach and cool place, and go to Forks, check out all the shitty Twilight gift shops, go to the beach. We did that. It was a blast. Have tons of pictures, which we practiced our Bella Swan face. <laughs> there was a video Excellent. part for this. Yeah. If anybody yeah. has the video, we just both made the face. It was perfect. Yeah. And then we went down to uh, Ocean Shores and went out on the town, painted the town gray. And then, yeah, then we came back home, went up to Seattle, went to the uh, Mopop Museum of Pop Culture. Checked out the hip hop exhibit. Checked out the Leica exhibit. All that yeah, what fun was stuff. The, what was the rotation exhibit? What was on tour? That was the Leica, the Leica Studios, which was really cool. It was like the entire upstairs of the building had all the miniatures and artwork from all the movies. You you know you got your Coraline, you got your box trolls, the Kubo and two strings. Did they have like the actual props and dolls? They did. They had a lot of them. Shit, that's really it cool. Was, yeah, 
there was yeah like some of the houses and like set pieces were like an entire physical room it's pretty Damn, impressive i want to go see something like that yeah come on up we got a membership you know i'd like to go i'll be on my way soon all right Sounds probably good. not this year oh that's not soon yeah that's <laughs> no 2024 is soon we got four months left okay that's fair yeah, and then took uh, took Shmeev to see his uh, first ever volcano. Did he go Just in? Um, no, we didn't push him in. There was no sacrifices necessary. Is it an active volcano? Um, I mean, kind of. It's, it hasn't erupted in Could you see, several like, hundred lava? years. No, it's not that kind of volcano. When it does erupt, it erupts with mud and rock and ash. Okay, so there's like no actual lava inside of it? Inside, yes. Okay. Like, yeah. Did well, you obviously weren't alive for it, but back in 1980, Mount St. Helens, which is our second local mountain. Yeah. That erupted like massively. What happened? Um, flooded out all the rivers, destroyed a couple of towns, um, destroyed a lot of highways and bridges, killed I think 10 people with lava? In, no, with uh, mud flows and debris and Oh. Ash. Yeah, because like burning hot ash like falls down from the sky, it, like blackens the entire sky. So that's pretty scary. But our volcano, the closest one, Mount Rainier, um, or Tahoma, as she is uh, originally known as, uh, it's been several hundred years since the last eruption. But yeah, we went up to uh, Paradise, which is the highest point that you can drive to. It's 5,500 feet. Are you one of the people who get like the altitude sickness? Um, you don't really get that there. That's not high enough. Okay. It's just, it's, it's just, no, it's just, it's cold. Like the temperature oh. is like 10, 15 degrees colder. Okay. That'd be nice yeah. for us. Yeah. That'd put it in down the, to like 75. Yeah. In the springtime, there's snow there still. Sometimes in the summer, although not lately. Yeah. So we had a, a, a rad fun filled week. Got to see the Schmeven. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah, and then he handed him off custody wise over to Eric, and I'm sure they can rig all the tales of Shmeev next episode they record. Yeah, yeah, we uh, met at the at the Auburn uh, Public Library and did a, a awkward parking lot custody exchange. Yeah, did you hang out and get lunch or anything, or did you just drop off Shmeev and say good luck? Uh, I mean, we talked for a few minutes, but Eric was just getting off work, and we had, were facing a two hour drive home. So. Oh my god, you drove two hours to drop him off? It was rush hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the actual distance? Uh, I mean, it took us about f- maybe 40 minutes to get up there from our house. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just all the traffic was the opposite direction, so we sat for a long, long-ass time. That was what most of my week was, was sitting in traffic. Going to Seattle for the Mopop was pretty hellish, but that's yeah, worth it. Nice. Shmeev yeah. sent me some horror exhibit photos I really want to go look at. Hell yeah. Yeah, other than that, man, just uh, been listening to some music, been uh, hanging out, doing some other fun summer activities. What about you? What have you been up to since we last uh, convened? Since we've been gone, I still have the medical mystery. Still haven't been hungry. Shit. Haven't felt hunger since. I'm eating though. Like I'm not starving. You know, like I'm not gonna die. We know more tomorrow. I'm going to the doctor. 
I had uh, somebody come up from Tennessee named Sav. They came and stayed for four days. We went to Motor City Nightmares, the local horror convention for me, and we fucking met Bruce Campbell. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Bruce Campbell's super nice. You know, he's really cool. It was it was awesome. I got my mom's copy of Evil Dead signed. Um, Sav and I also just like did a little photo shoot in the woods. I've posted some photos on my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere if you know who I am. We did that. We went to the flea market. The flea market's cool. I love going to the flea market. I don't think I left with anything. I'm pretty sure I didn't buy anything, but I got Sav like a little Taco Bell dog. <laughs> the, like when you squeeze it, it, you know, talks rad yeah that was cool i've just been hanging out i'm trying to build a shelf right now i told you about it before we recorded and i fucked up i gotta think i just gotta pry out these dowels and hope that i didn't fuck it up i don't know i started i have my computer set up i think this is our first setup recording on my new computer oh shit lucky me yeah i also got the server up and running last night i spent eight hours yesterday migrating my server over to new hardware it took forever and i'm it's finally done i lost like 40 shows but that's about it oh shit which is fine i can re-get them but you know i fucking spent forever on it now it works great runs wonderfully i was watching stuff earlier um taco bell brought back the beefy crunch burrito it was really good i liked it uh aaron did a review of it on his tiktok taco bell had uh scowl on one of their commercials yeah, I still have not heard Skull. Really? I'm just straight no, you up. Check yeah, it up. Yeah, you should check it out. Maybe. Didn't we, didn't we talk about them on our first episode together? Oh, then I might have. <laughs> we did. Psychic Dance Routine. There. Oh, then yeah, I did. I did yeah. listen to it. Huh. Yeah. Maybe it's just not memorable for me. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I've been listening to the fuck out of them. Really digging it. All right. So. Yeah. We have a show. Sure. We can talk about whatever the hell we want. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should probably talk about how we're kind of transitioning away from like talking about every new underground release that we can like get our hands on. And now we're just focusing on stuff we want to put a spotlight on rather than anything we didn't like. Yeah, I don't like talking about stuff that I don't enjoy. I don't like spending too much time focusing on negative stuff. And, you know, and and I certainly don't want to drag artists or albums. I mean, if I don't like it, that's that's me. And somebody likes it. I don't want to cast a negative light on something that Maybe somebody else really likes, and especially artists in the scene. I I respect them, even if I don't like their music. I respect them, you know. And that's just the kind of the kind of vibe that I want to project out of this show. If we check something out and I don't like it, if you don't like it, we're not going to talk about it. But <laughs> but we do have some stuff to talk about that we don't like this week because well, that's we kinda... some things are kind of necessary. Some of the bigger players in the scene, you just you have to talk about it anyways. Yeah, and I kind of suffered through like 30 tracks of an album for nothing if we don't talk about it. <laughs> We're talking Which about is it. a lie because I talked like, I, well, I listened to like four and dropped out. <laughs> You're getting your head of yourself there, buddy. Okay, okay. Okay. What was first? Uh, oh, we got to do a fit check. A fit check. Uh, gray sub pop shirt, black and one shorts, black vans. Real simple. Black spy family shirt from Dungeon Ruins. Really good bootlegger. You should check them out. Friday the 13th. Uh, the video game gym shorts and oh yeah solid blue gray boxers from gildan no socks no hat couple bracelets couple necklaces uh got a blood vial on from sav yeah that was that's like really love that love that i have a blood vial now yep fit check no socks just straight up in the house all day not leaving just hanging out i i lied i have socks and underwear on okay and glasses 
you have socks on in your house? Usually, if I'm if I'm down for the evening, I I take them off. Yeah. We're not ready to roll into the evening, are we? Oh no, it's morning, man. It's morning. I just got done washing the car. You know, I've got other things to do today, so I'm I still got my shoes on. Okay, I'm sitting here like all I got to do is build a shelf, take a shower, do laundry. There you go. Which once we're done recording, I'm gonna struggle through that shelf and hope I get it done before like five. Peace be with you, brother. I hope you get it yeah. done. Yeah. All right, so we're cutting into our new segment. This is a segment we're calling uh, New Music. What do, what do we talk about? I guess oh. I'll intro everything that I put on the list. Sure. 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 That, so, that's, that's most of it. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a lot of Blade talking this month. Last month, at the end of the month, <laughs> I just watched you delete something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was the one that neither one of us put on the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we had... A album called Disaster by the band Ostraca come out June 30th. We kind of missed the boat on some late June releases because we recorded and it was too late. Uh, and we had a huge docket last week, last month. Uh, Ostraca is a screamo band. I don't recall where from, but all they do is hunker down, create an album, and then put it out. They don't really do much besides that. They're pretty, you know, pretty silent, you know, typically on the internet. Mm-hmm. Ostraca are very good. I think they're leading the forefront of their genre still to this day, even though, you know, they only release once every couple of years. I still think they push and innovate where they are. Uh, and if I had to tell you something about it, check it out. You might be surprised. Uh, this is my first exposure with Ostrica. What'd you feel? Very good band. Very good band. I could hear some uh, some Sonic Youth in there. I hear Sonic Youth in a lot of things that maybe people might think is weird. Um, yeah, I think that's you projecting. Uh, well, specifically the song Stage Whisper. I thought there was an instrumental section in there that really kind of had those vibes of just like just letting the just jamming on maybe it was just like one or two chords and just just letting the noise and ambience just kind of take over for a while uh i also caught some uh some deft tones and maybe some uh kill switch engage vibes in there i just have to always relate things to things that i am really familiar with these are all compliments by the way these are all in very good ways overall i give this a three out of five my first my first uh experience with this band Really good. The songs are long or longer than what you'd normally get from uh, from heavier music. And I appreciate that. I like it. I like that there are some guitar solos. And I like that there is just a lot of instrumental sections. Good shit. They are strong instrumentalists. They do love to give you an instrumental jam. Yeah, and they are they're good. They have just a lot of fun interplay between like the between the drums and the guitars, just on breaks and fills and stuff. And you can tell these guys are solid. They've been playing for a long time and they really craft their songs they don't just go in and whip it out or maybe they whip it out i don't know i wasn't there who's to say <laughs> three out of five from you i'll give it a four out of five i'm yeah. gonna go ahead and throw it four four point five go there ahead you go. yeah i dug it the next one are glass bones they are a band from akron well when they used to play their shows in 2010 11 they'd say we're a band from ashtabula ohio they're no longer in ashtabula and every member lives different places but i'll just go ahead and say they're from ashtabula still Don't 
They are a band. They were their name Glassbones now. Their former name is City Cop. Uh, they have several releases under the name City Cop from the past that you should check out. But Glassbones just released their self-titled on 714. We didn't talk about it last time because it wasn't out yet. Which oh yeah, that dates us. Prior to the 14th. Oh shit. Uh, so they put out the self-titled in full and self-plug. I'm putting out the cassette tapes on In This Economy. They are still up for order. Tapes are coming in soon. The release show for the album was last night down in Akron. I was not there. Bummer. Um, I, I forgot about it, um, honestly. I really did. <laughs> oh, you're a I was terrible like, yeah. promoter. I know. I was like, I'm going to go down and I'll surprise them. It's not that long. It's like a four-hour drive. I'll just go down there and see what's up. But I forgot. And then somebody texted me at like, I don't know, 4 or 5 p.m. They're like, you going tonight? And I was like, to what? <laughs> to what? So I forgot about that. Glass Bones are a band that have evolved over time. Their older stuff doesn't sound like this. There's a lot of clean singing on this, whereas in the older stuff, there's not. So Glass Bones are a band from Ohio that keep cannot keep a bass player to save their life. I think this is their fourth bass player. No, it's like their, yeah, it's their fourth bass player. But hey. They make it work yeah. every time. It always Bass sounds players, like great. drummers. I mean, you know, who needs them? Yeah. Well, I mean, you need them, but who can keep them? Yeah, Glass Bones are. We used to describe them as an acoustic screamo band because they uniquely only use an acoustic guitar for their guitars. They don't play electric guitars. They never have for their recorded material ever. I saw a fuck up show where the acoustic guitar Max, his guitar broke, so they played with an electric guitar, and it was insane. It sounded like a whole different band. But if you dig the sound of their guitar, just know that they're only using an acoustic. That's what they use to record. Okay, then he's got some effects on it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. That the explains that a lot. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, to piggyback off a couple of points you made there, that explains a lot about the guitar because boy, there's some guitar on this record. Yeah. Yeah. I, from minute one playing that intro, it's just an acoustic guitar intro. I was like, okay, where's this going to go? And it didn't go where I thought it was going to go, but I loved it. Yeah, man, there's some good playing on there. You mentioned uh, earlier stuff, not so much on the clean singing. That's probably my only gripe on the record. It's not even really that big of a gripe. His voice when he's singing kind of sounds like Billy Corgan. I don't like Billy Corgan. I think his voice is irritating as fuck. This dude, not as bad. This dude, he, he sounded all right. I just got, I got some Smashing Pumpkins vibes off of it. But then just when I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like this anymore... He starts screaming again. I'm like, okay, cool. We're back in comfortable territory here. Yeah, Billy Corgan's an asshole for the record. This podcast is not like Smashing Pumpkins. No, no. This this podcast, this half of the podcast uh, doesn't mind a, a few earlier songs, but uh, just as an entity as a whole, no. Not a fan. No, I can make a greatest hits out of like two of their records, and that's all you need. I, I can make like a an EP. I, I, might, I might be able to make an album. But I wouldn't probably wouldn't invest the time to do it. Right. Especially yeah. if Pumpkin's not good, but Glassbones are. Glassbones is rad. Um that was the thing I listened to most over the last week. Was this? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude I, I fucking dug this a lot. Yeah, I, I I hopped over to your website. Um you're not selling CDs, so No, we're not. Fuck you. CDs Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> CDs are harder to make. <laughs> I mean, they're really I'm, not. We just don't. Not really. To do it. Not really. No, they're not. I mean, I just, I just ran a quote for somebody for some CDs, and it was like, was it two nine two ninety nine? I think for a hundred CDs. Hey, that's pretty oh. good. Yeah, and th- and that's just in like a a jacket or not a jacket, but like a a gatefold. Uh, yeah, jacket, cardboard jacket. Oh, don't do those. No. Fuck you. Stop doing well, those. 
do jewel well, cases. I mean, jewel cases is going to, you know, bump it up to three something, but still, still very affordable. All right. Maybe we'll invest, but the kids in that kind of scene don't like CDs. They like tapes. That's why we do tapes. Well, I like, I like CDs, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so instead, hey, 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 I'm not a total asshole. I went and bought the album on Bandcamp digital. Yay, I wanted to support. Yeah. So, yeah, honestly, one of the most interesting new things that I've heard in a while. Yeah, really digging it. The use of, of acoustic guitars to play heavy music really gave me some Soundgarden vibes, too, which was cool. Like specifically like later era down on the upside Soundgarden. Uh, l- less produced though, which is fun. Yep, this is um, all recorded at studios down in Akron or at home. I got a little bit of uh, Foo Fighters coming off there too, like early Foo Fighters. See, your points of like reflection are so funny to me because that is not at all close to what I get from them because, you know, your only reference point are bands like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking old. What do you want? <laughs> I want you to expand <laughs> your palettes, which is why we're doing this. I am. Which leads yeah. into the next thing. It's a total turn. I mean, Glassbones, I got a like obligatory five out of five for me because they are the reason I'm even pretty much involved in anything. I'll, get, I'll, give, first... it, I'll give it a, a big four. Big four going into five. Cool. Yeah. They, The very first DIY band I ever knew was City Cop. They were the first friends I made in the music scene. They were the first like band that started it all. I wouldn't have booked shows. I wouldn't put out records or tapes. I mean, not records. I wouldn't put out tapes. I wouldn't do any of that shit without glass bones. They are the start of it. And to come full circle and have them be my newest release. Huge for me. Absolutely. I was shaking when I got the text that we're doing it. Um, it was awesome. I was so happy. I love Hell them. Yeah. Shout out to everybody. Love you guys. Max, Cody, Eddie. Uh, don't know your bass player. We're not that much of friends. <laughs> Max, Cody, Eddie, bass player. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Max, Cody, bass- Eddie, bass player. Mm-hmm. I think his name's Duncan. That might be their first bass player. I don't know. Sure. It sure. says it, it says it it says it on there somewhere, like on Bandcamp or maybe on your website, I forget. I saw I'll it. shout out uh the one bass player that I was friends with. Well two. Shout out to Teeter Todd and shout out to fucking Reed Silva. That's I there knew them. Go. They were friends. All right, but they're not in the band anymore, so you're shouting out no. past members. Shouting out past members. Don't know yeah. the new guy. Well, I'm well, shouting out the new guy because you know what? You kicked ass. You did a good job. I appreciate your. I don't think he's the new guy. If this is his second album with them, does that count? Um, is he the new guy still if it's the second album? I mean, how long have they been around? City Cop started in 2009, but um, he became their bass player in 2019. He's not new anymore. Learn his okay. name. Okay. Well. <laughs> He didn't talk to me last time I saw him at the show, so fuck it. Oh, what a dick. I'm sure he just didn't know who I like, you know, <laughs> anything. Uh, let's see. We got Earl Sweatshirt next on the docket with Making the Band, which is a good segue to say that if people release singles from albums, we're probably not going to talk about them that much anymore. We're going to wait for the full puppy. Because this sure. is a single that doesn't go on anything. I think it's just like grandstanding on its own. Uh, didn't we decide that? Did we decide that we shouldn't talk about singles? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if if we know it's leading up to an album, I mean, we'll mention it. We'll mention it. We'll give it a sure. little once over. Yeah. But yeah. Earl Sweatshirt's making the band. Yeah. What is the plan? Fuck you saying? Little mama of Danity Kane. Been geeked up how many days? Yeah. What is the plan? Fuck you saying? How many bands I'm finna make? Feel like Diddy standing in a bank. 
I feel like Diddy dancing in the rain. You yapping, I'ma go in your face. Bruce Banner, how I handle the rage. You wouldn't like me when yeah. I hang Loose cannon in the meat of state. Gene Hackman, we getting away. Two hammers, I be getting safe. Uh, do damage in a critical way. Booth packs, and we ship it away. You mad, got them feeling away. Uh, glad to hear him back doing this kind of rap rather than the stuff he was doing a couple albums before this that I wasn't into, like Feet of Clay and some rap songs. Wasn't a fan. But I really like this new single. It's classic girl fashion. He just, he's in there rhyming. Did you have any thoughts or feelings on this one? Or did you just like, yeah, it's okay. Um, No, I I, I have zero thoughts about it. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I listened to it twice and I, I don't know, it just passed over me. It's a really specific nostalgia I have for that era of like 2010, 11 stuff. And then we go through and we had Young Money, Young Gravy and Baby No Money is You Need Jesus with the B-side Goodness Gracious. You need Jesus. Go back to church. Bitch, what if I don't want? Smoke a marijuana, deliver her banana. Take a few hits, then I'm rich in my nirvana. Where you at? I ain't here in Sunday school. Amen. Get bread, sit born at the stove. All the cat. Baptize the infinity pole. Three wise hoes, what would Jesus do? Catch me on a block, slam big cop. 50 on a watch, make a white bitch crip walk. Train a couple threes, first name Barack. Call my mama, tell her, grab the star, and the sidewalk. Four days, like 20 condoms. Check to say sex, no problem. Uh, Young Gravy is a, a comedy rapper. He's a novelty guy. He uh, He's really good at what he does, like especially on albums. But he just, he's kind of fucking around, you know? He's not like dead serious at all times he's an actual he's just fun he's just goofing around having fun and i like young gravy a lot this new single is nothing different nothing stand out from his past work has baby no money on it because he's i like baby no money he's a nice guy i got nothing to like elaborate on about this single do you no <laughs> no, no I, I don't know it was it was all right the first the first song was okay it was better than earl sweatshirt um better than the b-side i don't know i wasn't feeling it that's okay it can happen yeah. but hey then, shout, but sh- shout out you're putting out music so good on you yeah I'm trying. No, not you. I'm talking about uh, Young Gravy and. Oh, okay. Yeah, the other guy. Because the next, the next thing on our agenda again is another Nepo baby. Sorry, uh, it's Dome Test. We're putting out their album on tape when uh, it comes out. Okay. So the band Dome Test is made up of uh, two friends from Akron. They're an Akron, Ohio band. That Akron's going to come up a lot on this show. It's my second home. Uh, we got Akron, and then we got fucking. You know, I'll be probably. Ohio is where I'd move if I had to. Uh, so we got Akron. We got Dome Test with the single Twin Jesters up from their upcoming album. Um, don't know what it's called. Don't want to leak the album title if it's not out yet. This is just two piece emo. It's just literally two friends having fun, drums, guitar, vocal. Uh, that's it. They're a two piece band. It's a nice little single. Um, so I made Dome Test play a show for me. Uh, literally, last time I went to Akron, I was uh, I texted Zach Butcher, the guy who's in Grip Hook. Sorry for breaking that. Uh, kayfabe. Yeah, I know, right? Shocking. Uh, I work a lot with Zach Butcher on releases. Um, so because I do all the Grip Hook stuff, etc. 
I was like, hey, you got to make Dome Pass play a show for me. Like, I want to like sit in on a Dome Pass practice session because they're all friends. And then I was Zach was like, we'll just play a small show. So it was just Dome Test and Grip Hook, two bands. It was nice. It was great. I had a lot of fun. Dome Test reminds me a lot of like the 2015 emo era where I was listening to a lot of this type of stuff. And they just brought me back nostalgia. A good two-piece band will do that for me. All right. Dome, if you like the emo stuff, check out Dome Test. Five out of five. Have to give it to them because we're putting out the record. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Um, I don't really have anything to say. Um, I guess I'll give it a three. Give it a three. I get. I'll give it a. Yeah, I'll give it a three. All right. This one is something. Can it's a sampler. It's a Mad Max's kaleidoscope sampler. Motherfuckers don't know what I'm all about. It's time to show them. If anyone can spit better than me in the underground, I don't know them. Cause out of the dozens of artists I've heard of, I worked with there was only a few where I was impressed after I heard them spit. All of them guts with my dragon slayer on that berserk shit, that hyphy nerd shit. Take your girl quick if you ain't been treating the right. Put her to sleep for the night with this girthy, slightly curved dick. You're a bitch. I don't give a fuck about what y'all ain't got to say to me. Just take a turn and horizontally insert it in kind of obligatory had to cover this one mad max is kind of involved in the scene heavy and stuff he's a i like him as a feature guy i'm not crazy about the solo stuff and i'm not crazy about the sampler either i have just seen it's a three out of five thanks max yeah thanks max um i really don't know anything about max i've heard him on features yeah i don't know the sampler was fine there's probably what like a half a dozen song snippets on there half of them were like yeah okay this is this is all right and then the other other half was just like "Eh, all right whatever yeah, two out of five. Okay. It's weird that we're ranking things now. We've never done that. Yeah, like, you just started it. And I was like, I'm just going to keep I'm going to go with <laughs> I mean, it, whatever. I, it wasn't even something we <laughs> talked about. I just, I don't know. I wrote it down for, for Ostraka because I was just like, yeah, this is this is pretty good. Yeah, I'll give this four out of five. Is that what it is? Four out of five? That's a three out of five. Whatever. What's crazy to me is you put this one on the list and I was like, damn, I didn't know he knew this came out. I, I didn't, it, I mean, it just kind of showed up on my uh, Apple thing because I had the the last album saved. And mm. so it, it notified me that this came out. Uh, this is JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown with Scaring the Hose, the DLC pack. No, you ain't. Going back for what, bitch, boy? I'm an outcast, still on flat. Show baby rap for no hits, boy. This offshore cost more than yours. And gee, you're the three guys you got. Made my way from an outline. Still hanging to my house back. Yeah. Ain't crying over no spill milk. Fucking bitches like whips still. Yeah. Minute off the knees, got a guy still. Yeah. Or locked up, filled up with gifts. But guess what, bitch, we back house. Way number left, just sound good. Guess what, bitch, we back house. Way number left, just sound good. Oh. I'm Detroit Red, I'm a whole lot of egg. Oh. Hand in my pocket and I got that check. Had a check for the shoestring. If you try to shoot things, might tear them up, so try yo. No time to be left and out. Keep it on me. Great name for a follow-up EP. I mean... It just is what it is. I wish every band would just admit that that's what they're doing. You're making a DLC pack for the album you just released and you're making us pay for it. Or I guess not. Yeah. Four songs. If you listen to the scaring the hose, this is basically just that again uh, with four extra tracks. Uh, the first one was fine. The first one was, it was pretty good. I like, I always liked Dave, uh, Danny Brown rapping. He's good. He's got a fun flow. Um, the samples and the beats are weird as fuck. And sometimes it lands for me. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, the other three songs I could do without, you know, it's just like the regular album itself. I'm fine with it. It's fine. They're doing whatever they're doing. They, you know, I, 
give it I like them both separately and cities more heavy on JPEG's earlier stuff like veteran. Um veteran and cornballs are my sweet spot for JPEG. I don't like EP, LP, any ball, nothing like that. Uh Danny though, I look forward to whatever Danny's dropping. Doesn't matter to me. Danny Brown just gets better. I like everything, you know, like Triple X Atrocities Exhibition, fucking, you know what I'm saying. All of it's really good, and you know what I'm saying, it's probably my favorite release from him, you know, or Atrocity Exhibition. I know but what you're saying. I'm just looking. I'm looking forward to anything Danny drops. And this time, like every this album prior, and then this DLC pack, I'm just like, ugh, please go solo. Like, I want <laughs> some more solo Danny. Yeah, I would prefer solo Danny. Even on those beats, I would prefer solo Danny, I think. Like, JPEG's cool. He's fine. But also, like, ugh. I just, it's, it's host scaring music, and I'm getting scared. You know? <laughs> I'm not into it. Well, then you must be a hoe. Yeah, not really. We'll get back to that later. Okay. So Fair. the next thing, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I only listened to five songs and I didn't enjoy it. I got to a Kim Dracula verse and I cut the record short and started listening to something good. All right. Uh, we're talking about Tech Nine's Bliss. Bliss. You're the copy. I'm the original. How you wiggle is sort of saucy. You need a bit more to top me. Pause. Had hordes of thoughties. Some order stopped me. No horde to lock me. For debauchery. Good auras taught me. The more thoughties galore you brought me. Any lord on the cross, we ignore the mockeries. It's water party. But go and explore your hobbies. From me, I tore the folly. Now the core of the body is a door to jolly. Cause in every town I hit, I scored the broccoli. No copsy or Takashi's. Every time my flow is disaster shown. Solo now, wanna put the murder down? Yes, I act alone. Try not to outwrap the song. Reflex a rag, you're wrong. Lads are grown. Color in the uniform of Pat Mahomes. Full disclosure here, huge Tech Nine fan. Huge Tech Nine fan, this guy right here. Um, since like 2003, 2004, maybe. Um, Fucked with him real heavy up until maybe 2012. Then I just kind of stopped keeping up as much. Um, still bought all of his records. Um, still a huge Tech Nine fan. The last couple albums feel basically like a 50-50 kind of like, bro, you could have just released an LP or I mean an EP. This one, I intentionally ignored all the singles coming up. And sometimes I do that if I'm really excited for something. And I want to hear the whole album together. This time I did it because I just didn't care. <laughs> I'll, be <laughs> I'll be honest. I just didn't care. I'm like, oh, I mean, I bought Asinine and about half of it was good. And the other half was boring. I mean, it wasn't bad. But it was just boring. It was just. It was just too much. Too many songs. So this one, I just for the first time ever, I was like, oh, Tech Nine's releasing an album. I have zero interest. But when it finally released, I was like, I'm, I'm going to listen to it. I don't know. The first time through, I only got about halfway. I did. I broke this up into two listens because honestly, it was just really fucking long. That's all I'm going to. That's all I can really say about it is it's it's just too long. There was some stuff I liked on there. There was a lot of stuff I liked on there, but a lot of it was just long. <laughs> and honestly, I don't even remember what the Kim Dracula verse was. I, I, don't, I don't know who Kim Dracula is. <laughs> think about the worst verse on the album and you've got it you like well, I, I, even I don't, if you're I don't remember i don't remember I'm, I'm looking at what song that was that was uh it was like oh, the what? Third or we're fourth. hungry oh well that's another thing because i i pre-saved the album before it fully released and i added it to the playlist 
before it even fully released because I was anticipating, well, once it releases, then bam, it'll just auto-populate on the, on the playlist. And then I won't have to worry about it. But he pushed it. He pushed the release back. Well, one or two weeks. And somehow that fucked up the track listing. And so what saved on the playlist is not the correct track listing order. And so I was just listening to it and I'm like, this is, this doesn't make any sense. This is fucked up. I'm looking at the, <laughs> looking at the track list. I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is not right. And so maybe that's part of what ruined my experience with it. But yeah. So I don't, I still don't remember what the Kim Dracula verse was. I remember that song and there were some guest features on there and they were whatever. Yeah. I think it's just a good big old skip from me. Yeah. Everything I that they had to say, I checked out fully. It wasn't really a big fan of it. I thought it was something, you know, you could easily put on the back of the, like, you know, the burner and just listen to as you're working because it's tech nine, man. How bad could it really be? I mean, it's not, that's the thing. It's not bad. And I listened to it while I was at work. And honestly, I don't remember <laughs> much out of it. I just remember I was listening to Tech Nine. And I always enjoy listening to Tech Nine. He he's got a great voice. He fucking always wraps his ass off. Sounds good. He's got fun wordplay. His beats are always, you know, at the very minimum, very good. His guest features usually don't hit for me. They kind of leave a little to be desired sometimes. Yeah. I feel I yeah, honestly, I take any five songs off this album, put them together as an EP, and I'll listen to it and I'll tell you, yeah, it was pretty good. I honestly couldn't tell you much of anything that happens on the record because it blended together for me. Same. Same. And I mean, again, like we said before, we're not here to talk talk about about stuff we don't like. I like Tech Nine. I still I still really love Tech Nine's music. This album just didn't hit for me. But what did hit for me is the next thing on the list. Ooh, let's talk about what hit. Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Dropped a new single called Chattered. Yeah, the song is called Shattered. It's from Fat Wreck. I like it. I always like Back Up, Back Up. Bad news. <laughs> I have bad news, bad news. Bad news, bad news. I don't remember anything about this single. Okay. It kind of just it blurred into the background for me. Well, if it was in between uh, Tech, Tech Nine, Nine and Mellow Code. And, yeah. So here's what happened. I stopped my listen of anything on our playlist during that Tech Nine uh, endurance test. I immediately put on like the talking heads. I'm pretty sure it was talking heads. I put on instead of tech nine and just nice, went nice from there. palette cleanser. Yeah. Something to just, <laughs> I actually enjoy and like listening to. Yeah. It's either that I threw on Sav's playlist. They made me either or, but bad cop, bad cop is where I started my listen next time I picked it up and I wasn't sure I even enjoyed it. I think I was just like waiting to get through the playlist. Sometimes that happens. We make too long of a playlist and I'm just like, uh, Man, it's yeah. so long. Sometimes that happens. 
sometimes it feels like homework rather than enjoyment. And we want to yeah. get back to enjoyment, not homework. And honestly, I, I think I'm going to deviate from the playlist. Like we'll still make the playlist just for something to reference, but I think I'm going to start listening to these on their own, just as the album or the single rather than in the context of the playlist. Yep. That's a, that's a me problem. I'll that's also that. a me problem. I understand yeah. it. We could keep making the playlist because it's good for my organization. I really yeah. do need it for organization purposes. But the next thing on our list was Mellow Code, Object Reality. So Mellow Code is a person that I found through the podcast Anime Sickos, which is the best podcast, the only podcast. Uh, love Anime Sickos. Go listen to Anime Sickos when you're done with this, obviously. Please listen to our full episode. Anime Sickos rule. Uh, they had Mellow Code on there as a guesto. And Mellow Code was really fucking funny. And I found out that Mellow Code's a musician. So I went and listened to Mellow Code's music. And I put it on our list because I was really excited for new Mellow Code. And uh, here we are, Object Reality. It's more so an industrial album, like industrial techno-ish electronica music. Not my usual thing, but I I am known to enjoy it sometimes. So I did listen to it and I liked it. Uh, I'm going to give it a three out of five. I liked it. Also going to give uh, Tech Nine's Bliss a zero out of five. Forgot to rank it there. I'll give it a one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bad cop, bad cop. <clears throat> I'll give them a four. I can't fairly give them a rating because I don't remember what they sounded like. I will arbitrarily say you gave it a three. Okay. Okay. Now, Melico, uh, did you have Melico. any specific thoughts? Uh, was this New Order? You know, I fucking <laughs> hate New Order, so I wouldn't know. Do you know. really? Oh, damn. I do. Okay. I really like New Order. Um, and honestly, I like this okay. It wasn't the greatest thing I heard all week, but and I mean, we'll get into that. But it was, it was it was enjoyable. It was very, like you said, industrial, very new wavy, very industrial. I enjoyed it. Didn't really get a lot out of it. I give it a two and a half. Are we doing halves? No, that's not two halves. I'll give it a two. I think I did a half earlier, but we'll do two and a half. Oh, whatever. Okay, for you. Two and a half. I'll give Mellow sure. Code four and a half. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it's going to be on some playlists of mine. Cool. The next thing on the docket was Chris Farron's Doom Singer. I turn on the charm sometimes Even when I want to die It's true A smile to hide behind To get me through Another sunny day Practicing my happy face in my room Cause it's joy I feel It's joy I swear it's not doom I love to hear the people talking about All the shit that they know nothing about And writing all their little words As if those words have any worth When the sun comes down and burns us all alive Chris Farron is a good friend of Jeff Rosenstock. They have a collaborative group named uh, Anarsico Vespucci. 
which Jeff and Chris will always be on the podcast when they release stuff, despite me not being super into it, to it, you know, it's more so a love of the game thing. Cause I've respected and loved their music in the past. Uh, they're a legacy thing for the podcast. It's just like ICP. Like, you know, fair. Whenever ICP does something, they'd resurrect the skeletons in the ground for whatever fucking release. We have to listen to it and talk about it. It's true. It's in uh, the contract. It's in the contract. We signed up for it. Yeah. Yeah. So Doomsinger is Chris Farron. There's nothing to really explain because Chris Farron has a pretty unique sound. Chris Farron's voice is very notable. Uh, you can pick it out of anywhere, really. Uh, Chris Farron used to be in a band called Fake Problems, and that band fucking rules. Uh, I love Fake Problems. But hey, we're here. It's now Chris Farron solo. It's a different vibe. It's more indie stuff. Uh, I don't know how to describe the music other than like an indie band. What would mm, you would you label? That's a tough one. I would almost put it in like it's almost in the category of like parody or like gimmicky music for me. Maybe that's not the right word. Like like jingly, like almost like where it almost sounds like a commercial jingle or something. You know, just kind of like a sing along kind of kind of melody. Doesn't sound like he's taking it very seriously. I mean, not to, not that he's not taking his music seriously, but you know, like it's really incredibly lighthearted. Which wait, wait, wait. What the overall sound? Lighthearted, like it's like like it's supposed to be funny, like almost like a president of the United States of America, or um, or even almost like like Weird Al's uh, original songs, not the parodies. You know, just that kind of stuff where it's like it's over the top, it's jokey. Lyrically, this guy was sick. I I really enjoyed his lyrics. They're they're dark. They're humorous and dark. It's Doom Singer. Yeah, Doom Singer. Honestly, I I was listening to it and I was like, I really like these lyrics. I'm really actually feeling these lyrics. And fuck yeah, it's just too bad I didn't like the music. And it's just too bad I didn't like his voice either. It's just that, oh, that, man. well that that's where it gets me. That's where it's the you know presidency of the United States of America. That's where it's the the weird owl kind of sound. I don't know. I'm having a hard time articulating what I'm trying to say here. Young fresh fellows, if anybody knows who they are, uh, fun band, kind of kind of annoying if you listen to more than one song. <laughs> it happens. Um, but if this guy like wrote a book, I would read. You'd be book. into it. I would read that book. I love Chris Farron's voice. It's very soothing. But hey, four out of five for me. We'll be listening to more Chris Farron in the future. That's fine. Um, I'm going to split this one up. Um, Lyrics, four out of five. Overall, two. Damn. All right. Yeah, well. (laughs) Well, This one is all you. Go ahead and pitch this next one to me because I didn't remember to listen to it in time. Get in. Uh, This was Whitney Payton. Uh, Whitney Payton with, uh, what was the album called? Side effects. Side effects. Yes. I just remember it's the, that bright red thing. My hands morph into claws and my fangs Showing so I'm smiling I don't recognize me This was all inside me And I didn't realize that Yeah A lost love was unlocking the monster Now there's just no stopping the horror I'm sick of the whole thing I'm gonna get out of here Whoever is bitten by a werewolf And lives Becomes a werewolf himself You're insane, you're insane. Oh. <laughs> 
because when I listened on Apple, it turned my entire screen like this really, really abrasive red color. Whitney Payton has, I mean, I think everybody knows who Whitney Payton is. She's been around for fucking ever. Always been a fan of her personally. Never really got too much out of her music. Um, I always felt like it was a bit underproduced and maybe a bit, you know. Half-baked? Half-baked. Like, she's she's good. She's talented. She raps well. She sings well. She has she has a lot to say. And she's a really cool person. I just always feel like her music was maybe, like, just not handled properly. Like, maybe she should have you know, aligned with somebody for some better beats, better promotion, what have you. Um, but overall, always been a, a casual fan of hers. Uh, this new album? Yeah, best thing I've heard from her so far. I've seen her live to contribute to the discussion with Whitney Payton, and I enjoyed it. I didn't run to buy anything at the merch table, uh, but I enjoyed it. I didn't She's walk away. She's probably, probably better live than anything else, because I know she puts out a ton of energy. Uh, one notable thing about the album, there is a song called Full Moon, and it's got uh, some cool samples from uh, from The Wolfman, the original Universal Pictures movie i actually just started to dive into the universe of monsters lately oh buddy oh buddy we're gonna be talking okay we'll be talking about that we'll be talking about that all right um yeah weeding payton good album good album i'll give her a three blades drinking water he's giving it a two he didn't listen to it but yeah i'm giving it a two we'll be fair you you re, you respect her and like what she's doing, and you gave it a two. <clears throat> I did give it a two. That's fine. There you go. Perfect. The next thing caught me off guard completely. Holy shit! Me too. So the next thing is a band called Death.gov, and that's all one word. It's not a period like a website. Gov. They are from Phoenix. Don't know a whole lot about the band. They've only been around for just since maybe last year. They consist of a very unusual lineup. They have a singer, they have a guitarist, a bass player, drummer. Then they have a guy that does keyboards and guitar, kind of hops around. And then they have a fucking saxophone player and they play metal. I mean, I don't want, I, I don't know much about enough about uh, metal and hardcore subgenres to be able to really classify this. Maybe you can, but it's heavy as shit. And their drummer is the whole reason I even know about this band. Their drummer, Megan, used to be in a band called Dollskin. We talked about Dollskin a few episodes back. They put out their final single. I'm a big fan of Dollskin. 
Megan, the drummer, badass, really good drummer. So when I saw she was in a new band, I thought, cool, I'll check it out. Came across, I stumbled across this because uh, I think I had followed them on Bandcamp, even though they didn't have any releases yet. <laughs> and uh, I saw that they had put something out back in like April. And I was like, oh, shit, it's a live recording. They don't have anything studio recorded yet, but they have a live recording. It's called Live at the Alibi House. You can find it on Bandcamp. I guess it's on SoundCloud. It's also on YouTube. And holy shit, it fucking rules. Yeah, it's actually insanely good. I was like, I'm going to try this out. The name sounds cool. Yeah, it holds up. The name's cool. The music's cool. I reached out to Def.gov after that. No shit. Yeah, I wanted to like see if they got anything going on. I was putting out a like, feeler. Maybe, like, maybe I can release it. Hey. <laughs> like, like I really enjoyed it that much where I was like, I could, I would release this. So, well, you know, they do. I don't know. Did, did you hear back from them? Yeah. Uh, I didn't put out the feelers for like putting it out, but uh, they are doing some shows and they're recording something soon. Yes. And they have a merch site. They've got a couple t-shirts on there. Uh, it's death.gov.limitedrun.com. That's uh, a lot of dots, but there's <laughs> one of them isn't real. They are campaigning right now, uh, doing a merch campaign to save up or to record and put out an album. So seriously, check out this band. Buy their buy their live album on Bandcamp. Buy a T-shirt. Let's get these fuckers to put out some some studio music. Because I could only imagine a live album this good with 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 the right kind of resources. These guys are gonna put out some good quality shit. Sorry, I'm literally looking at their merch site right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's some cool shirts. I'm sad that the shirt that I want is actually out of my size. So damn. Ah, shit. I didn't yeah. even look what the sizes were available. Uh, they got every like, well, you're like a fucking schmedium. So they have your size. Dude, I wear an XL, sometimes a large. Okay. Okay. They have, yeah. they have everything but one shirt in XL. I liked, so it's printed on Gild and Heavy. I'm not going to have the shirt discussion on this fucking podcast, but I size up when it's Gildan heavy, so I cannot get the XL. I size up when it's Gildan because it fucking shrinks. Mm-hmm. But comfort colors, I get to wear an XL no matter what because that shit doesn't shrink. That's what I'm wearing right now. Uh, fits like the day I bought it. Yep, that uh, very cool designs, good band. I want to put out their shit, but I think they're a little too big for me. I feel like they have their own resources. They might. Um I mean, like I said, there's not really anything out there about them. They have their band camp. They have an Instagram. They have that merch site. And there's like very little information about them anywhere. I don't know that they have. I don't know. I mean, Dullskin was pretty big. All their shit was really professional and big studios. I guess we'll see. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Five for five with me on that one. Yeah, that five was out just of five. A, an, inc- an incredible, incredible release. I've been been listening to it nonstop all week that and glass bones i'm gonna pick up i'm gonna say glass bones def.gov and ostraco the three that you should listen to this week i agree that that would be my order too although i think i'd put def.gov first and then glass bones and then yeah ostraco yeah that's my takeaway from the week perfect well listen to whitney payton too i mean honestly i don't have a lot of takeaways from it but it was good it was it was a solid album yep go ahead
Hello. Hey, yo. We took a short break there for a second. We did. Go ahead, get back into it. Let's just uh, keep rolling. So we're doing something different to end our shows now. Uh, for just probably this week and next 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 month, you know, this month and next month, we're going to be just doing a little. We're experimenting. We're experimenting. You're going to get to know both of us a little bit more. So if you don't like us and don't want to hear us talk about ourselves, too bad. Tune out now. Yeah, tune yeah, out now. Bad. We're close out. Fuck yeah. it. It's your problem. Yeah. Um. And honestly, we're doing this segment in lieu of a different idea that we were toying around with, but is not ready yet. It's um, not ready. We'll get so, to it. I mean, without spoiling too much details, um, we've been looking at expanding the show. Um, not just talking about, I mean, obviously it's a music review and culture uh, podcast, but we want to spread out and kind of include more in-depth discussions on certain topics and maybe even interviews. If we can coordinate with some, with some artists, we'd like to do some interviews. Um, we actually kind of had something in the works. Um, didn't work out scheduling wise. Instead, you're getting, getting a different kind of interview. We're getting an interview today. Our subject is, uh, you know, him, you love him. This is Jeremy Dentinger. Uh, Dettinger. No. (laughs) Dentinger. That's how I say it in my head every time I read it. It's Dettinger, but whatever. I've heard worse. (laughs) I literally have a list of names in my phone that people refer to me as other than my real name. And it's like fucking eight eight or nine like like names long that I get called every day that are not my own. When I booked the hotel for for Forks, they spelt my name J-E-R-M-E-M-Y. Jeremy. J-E-R-M-E-M-Y is how they spelled it. Jeremy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? Jeremy. (laughs) That's not a name. (laughs) But I got a note here on my phone, and it just says Jiggle Down. Jiggle Down Productions. So who are you, man? Who are you? Where do you come from? What's your deal? Like, what's, what's up with you? Who are you? I'm Jeremy. I'm, I have a presence online known as Jiggles. A guy. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I own a home. <laughs> I work. Um, Literally the biggest I, flex I, out of anybody that's listening to this <laughs> or is our friends. I think you fuck, like, there's only three of you that own a home in the goddamn Discord themselves only. Yeah, well, we're also, you know, the, the elders here. Yeah, um, I do music been doing music uh, on and off for since the 90s really dates myself there okay that's so me, that's me in a for, nutshell i mean the, so for the, those the of big. us who uh who don't know where are you from you're a very very big representative of where you're from what you're about where are you from buddy tacoma wa tacoma wa you're a good yeah. old pnw boy i'm a pnw boy yeah um yeah born and raised tacoma washington uh lived Mostly uh, county around Tacoma. Spent some time in Iowa. That's a thing. Yeah, that's where I'm from, man. I love love it here. Beautiful scenery. The people are all right. <laughs> Pitch me the PNW. Why should I move there? What's what's so good about it? Why do you stay when you're born and raised? I don't even know how much of this is, of this is true anymore. The last couple of years have really changed. Probably everywhere, but I noticed here. But my previous sales pitch would have been 
dude, the weather fucking rocks. Um, I mean, we have a, a reputation for it raining all the time, but that's only half true because it only rains all the time, maybe 10 months out of the year. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, the, 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 the big old C word, uh, climate change is really, uh, really taking a toll here and it doesn't rain really that much, um, through the winter and spring. I think we get a lot of rain, but you know, now it's hot. It used to be, uh, summers are okay. Winters aren't too bad. And that was the sales pitch. Now it's just kind of all over the place, but, uh, Hey man, we got a fucking volcano. I could see it from my house. Well, I could see it from the end of my road. I could drive there in, you know, about an hour. We've got ocean. It's about two hours away. It's pretty rad. It's cool. It's the evergreen state. We've got the Seahawks. No, okay. They, well, that's not they, really. They win sometimes, you know. <laughs> a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee out here. A lot of good restaurants. The museum. The museum. Don't forget the museum. Uh, Seattle's really cool. I don't go to Seattle very often because it's um, kind of a nightmare to get there from here. But What's wrong with it? Uh, just traffic. I mean, it's like maybe 30, 40 miles, but it takes, you know, sometimes two, two and a half hours. That sounds horrible. It's pretty horrible. All right. So you're done pitching me the PNW. Now, sure, if you call that a pitch, <laughs> let's go ahead and let's rewind a little bit. You said you've been making music since the nineties. How did you form gray note? How did that come about? Uh, gray note kind of happened 2021. I think um, I've been sitting on music that I recorded back in the early aughts and I've been sitting on that music unreleased and just always thinking, man, I really need to get back into playing music. I really need to get back into making music. And, but I always felt like a block. Like I have all these songs from back then and they're good. And I think people should hear them. And I think that's a, I want to get that out before I do anything new. So finally in 2021, probably beginning of the year, I decided I'm going to just open up a band camp and I'm just going to put this old music out there. And if it, if it lands, it lands. If it doesn't, Oh, well, I've got it out of my system. I can move on. So that's what I did. I put the, the awesome possum market out first on Bandcamp, and no surprise, it didn't do anything. <laughs> and then I put my uh, my solo album, Solitude, that I recorded in 2003, put that out there. You know, same thing. It didn't really do anything, but I'm like, hey, it's out there. It's cool. I have music that is publicly available. And that was kind of going to be it. And then I kind of started, started toying around with making new music was kind of still kind of hitting a block and well, really just a block of not having enough time to invest in it and realized I have a whole lot more music in the vault. So it just kind of snowballed from there. I just started putting the, putting out more and more vault music. Um, and in the same vein, uh, late night cakes, um, Robbie had this record from 2012 that he made and I loved it. And it was, it wasn't really out. It was, it had never been released. It was kind of there. If you looked hard enough for it, uh, I approached him about putting it out and he basically gave me the, the line. If you like it, you put it out. I was, well, okay, I'll put it out. 
And that's kind of the, I think that's when gray note kind of actually became something more than just like the name for, you know, the name that I'm putting in the corner of these album covers. And, uh, yeah. So I put that out in late night pit or late night cakes, the album pits. And then Fuckface happened for people who don't know. Fuckface is a horrorcore group made up of minus and gristle, AKA the boys from ICP with we, the and dirty boys, the dirty boys. Them. Yeah, they did a contest um, where the, the winner of the contest would get a a single copy, only copy made of a single from Fuckface, which would be th- they weren't even planning on making this a serious thing. They were just going to record one song, slap it on a CD and give it to the winner. I won the contest. Eric told me straight up. He sent me a letter <laughs> with the with the box and he said, hey, um, so we've been working on this thing. We've got a whole ass album here. Um, and I'm glad you want it because if you want to put it out, you can put it out. And I was like, no shit. This is a banging ass album. Hell yeah. This needs to go out. Uh, full disclosure. I'm not a real record label. <laughs> I have no means of actually putting this out. So uh, why don't you guys do what you need to do with it? But, you know, let me put the single out on Bandcamp on my on my Bandcamp first. So that's what we did. And that album is fucking incredible. Go check it out. It's called Old Sins Cast Long Shadows. It is. A very, very good album. I have a copy on my shelf. I'm looking at it right now. It's signed. Sick. I don't have a signed copy. Nobody does but me. Yeah, rad. <laughs> I made them sign it. Uh, I have I have the, the original non-pressed. I have the original CDR of it. Which is super cool. Yeah. And- One day. When I come to the PNW, you will no longer have that. Oh, shit. I got to lock that up. We could just meet at Denny's. We just do our hangout at Denny's. You don't have to come to my house. It's fine. As long as you bring Stevie with you, I'm cool with that. Okay, fair. Yeah, man. Gray Note Records uh, is now finally starting to pick up a little momentum. It was never really intended to. It was just kind of like, you know, I want to put out my old music. And I felt like, well, I need to. I need a label to put on it. And I thought, Hey, gray note. Cause you know, it, it's, I've always liked blue note records, the jazz label. See, I, really, I didn't know your name came from that. That was part of why I was asking is where gray note actually came from. That's kind of the, the inspiration just cause I, it's such an iconic name and they have a super iconic logo. It's just literally, it's a, a blue music note. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and all of their, records back in the day they all had a, a really specific look like they had a template for all of their album sleeves and labels and i always liked that and i like that about sub pop too where everything is really clean looking there's there's specific lines and templates to all of their releases like the font's always the same the logo is always in the same place and i thought yeah gray note records because you know blue note is like the king of jazz and then what are you going to be the king of it's gray, dude. It's like just not as interesting. That's what <laughs> you just think it's not as interesting. That's the that's the tagline. Gray note records, like blue note, but not as interesting. Absolutely ridiculous. You need to hold yourself <laughs> to a better standard. Uh, I think maybe you're better than just not interesting. Now, speaking of things that are interesting and not interesting, I have a proposal for you. Sure. Desert Island. You're stuck on one. Okay. You get three picks from across the spectrum. Movies, bands, books, or shows. What are you bringing? 
Um, like three from each category or just three total? Three total. You get to pick oh, three shit. out of those things. Like you can oh, take wow. one band's discography. You can take uh, oh. one movie or a whole show or three books if you want. Can I take a, a whole book series? Yes. Okay, I'm taking A Song of Ice and Fire from George R. R. Martin. I'm taking that entire series. Ugh. A whole discography from a band? Yep. Pink Floyd. No okay. questions asked. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably have to take, uh, you know, something to watch. And I only get one. One ser- one TV series or one movie. Make your pick. I'd take Star Wars or Clone Wars. Whole series. All right. Never seen it. Going to have to soon because of Sav. They're a Star Wars freak. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch all the Star Wars stuff and be fluent. Yeah, watch, watch all the Star Wars. Specifically watch Clone Wars because that's just, that's the the cornerstone of Sav, the whole story. Sav's favorite Star Wars movie is Attack of the Clones. Okay. So I'm going to have to endure that movie, I guess. I, I, I'm i a big fan of that one. God damn I like it. it. Yeah. I'm never letting them hear this. Prequel I Defense keep, Force. I keep telling Sav that nobody holds that opinion. Oh, buddy, you're wrong. It's a good movie. Prequel Defense Force, buddy. Card-carrying member. Now, besides this, how did we even meet? What's the deal there? Why are we friends? What happened? How the hell did we meet? I I think, I mean, I can't speak for, for you, but I think I first became aware of you from the Juggalo Judgment podcast. You made a few appearances on there, right? I have made two separate appearances, and both times my microphone has been fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Were you on Dim Carnival? I was never on Dim Carnival. Did you ever interact with Dim Carnival? No, I don't like Juggalos. Fair. Uh, I was also on a Schmeeveburger in Paradise with you. This is true. This is true. Um, But all of those were after we already knew each other. Maybe not the Fatso. Probably not the Fatso. I don't think so. There wasn't a Discord during Fatso. It was just no. uh, I was talking to Shmeev and Mike separately and was like, I want to get in on this. Let me in. Yeah, yeah. we just became friends through the Discord, I guess. We became friends through the Discord. I wanted to yeah. see if you remembered or if you hate my guts. No, I, I love you, man. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. Yeah. Also, so you took a long break from music, right? How long? I did. Well, let's see. I recorded Solitude in 2003 well 2002 2003 i was still writing and recording in 2003 in 2004 and maybe in 2005 i was still like making beats every once in a while i tried to get back into doing something like serious between 2010 and 2012 didn't really get back in the swing of things and i'm still not fully i mean i I don't play guitar every day, not even every week. So I'm not fully back in the swing of things, but I'd say maybe 2021 is when I really kind of got back into trying to get serious with it. So, I mean, you're looking at 18 years. And what actually brought you back? Um, Just finally having the resources and the time to be able to do it. I never really like put it down and said, I don't want to do this anymore. It was always just a, well, fuck, (laughs) I'm I'm working a lot and I, you know, raising kids and doing the domestic life. And, you know, it doesn't leave a lot of time for, for playing music. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd always pick up the guitar and play a little bit every once in a while, but 
never had the time or the the resources to invest in really trying to write something or trying to record something. And it wasn't until, well, I mean, kind of the, the double whammy of the pandemic hitting and my kids being older allowed me a little bit more time and also kind of a little bit more motivation to force myself into doing it. And that was part of the, the putting out the vault releases was number one, to kind of clean the slate and get that out of my system, but also to have the, have the band camp and have kind of a, a presence somewhere to kind of light a fire under me to be like, Hey, this is a, this is a thing now we need to continue doing this. Just trying to push forward from that now in a more consistent and serious fashion. Now that you had the jump off, you know where to go and you know Correct. what you want to do. Correct. Well, kind <laughs> <I have a laughs> of, I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of yeah. ideas and I might get to some of them. This one is going to shift gears and this might, do you want to talk about your personal life here right now? Are you, you cool with that? It depends on how personal we're getting. It's pretty fucking personal. Okay. <laughs> Let me get that I mean, cock measurement. No, actually, uh, uh, hard no, to I, <laughs> no, I just like, how did you know that Stevie was the one for you? Like, how did you, when did you know? Uh, what, was, uh, what was that like? I don't know. We just, I mean, we just hit it off. You know the story. I do know the story. If you want to tell it again, I'd love to hear it. It's very sweet. But if not, fucking gatekeep it. Gatekeep that story from everybody. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, give the, I'll give the short version. The short version, I was at my sister's house. August 2002. My sister was in Austin Possum with me. So we were at band practice and we we're having like a party and shit. Okay. So for placement, uh, the towers had fallen by then. Just for some story. Yes. Placement. Yes. Okay. The towers had fallen. Um, it okay. was August 2002. The, the war on terrorism had not really kicked into full gear yet. Things were still weird, but okay. I was 22 years old at the time. After band practice, we were having a barbecue and bonfire at my sister's house where we always hung out. Her and her husband's best friend, Aaron, a guy that they went to school with, he brought his girlfriend over and his girlfriend was talking to me and she's like, oh my God, you remind me so much of my niece. I said, oh yeah. And she was like, yeah, she always wears black and is into weird stuff too. I said, oh, <laughs> they just like make great. you fuck. You're yeah. a weird little fucker. I have a weird ass yeah. little niece. What's yeah, up? exactly. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> great she's like oh yeah you two would totally hit it off i'm like yeah sure we would mm -hmm. thanks <laughs> uh so then you know i just let that slide whatever and, and then a little bit later she was like she's like hey uh i just talked to her and she wants you to call her and i'm like yeah right whatever <laughs> <laughs> so she gives me her, she gives me her phone number and i'm just like no this is this is just weird whatever between her and my uh, brother-in-law, they were like pressuring me. They're like, no, you should call her. You should call her. And I'm like, Fuck, fine, I'll call her. So I went out to my van. Um, preface, I forgot to preface. Um, I drove a Dodge van at the time, a 78 Dodge camper van. Yeah, sure. That adds context, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, you know, red, red carpeted inside, all nice and plush, wood paneling on the sides. It was a nice van. It sounds creepy. Sure. Um, <laughs> it sounds like you had a creep van. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it sounds like it. it. It wasn't though. It was a camp. It was a camping van. Yeah. The context behind the van was it was my dad's van that we used specifically for camping. 
and I needed the car and I ended up with that. It wasn't like I was trying to be creepy, <laughs> but anyways, okay. All that aside, it came in really handy for, for, for band practice and for playing gigs because I could haul everything there. And now you just, you drove, you drove the van over to your first date. Go well, ahead and give us, give us the reiteration of what led up to this. Okay. So I went out to the van to get away from everybody to call her. And I'm like, Oh God, I'm going to call this girl that I've never met. And she's probably just going to be like, why are you calling me? And uh, you know, just setting myself up for disappointment. And uh, I was wrong. We talked for like, God, I don't know. We talked for like five hours and it was just like the most incredibly just like natural organic kind of thing. And I said, shit, do you want to hang out tomorrow? And she was like, yeah, you know, come pick me up after work. And I was like, okay, cool. Went to her house in my van and uh, <laughs> her dad was not pleased. Uh, with your van. You're going out with this guy. He's in a band. He drives a van. Oh God. <laughs> uh, but her dad, biker guy, really cool guy. Totally, totally not, you know, didn't have a problem with it at all. Just was, you know, giving a shit, I guess. Went across the street from her house. There's a park. We just walked around. There's a, a cemetery right next to the park. So we walked around the cemetery. Yeah. Our first date was walking through a cemetery. Um, then we went to her aunt's house for another uh, barbecue bonfire thing. That that kind of thing happened a lot. Just people would just have bonfires at their house and everybody would just be there. It'd be a huge party. Uh, in the summertime, it was like a nightly thing somewhere. And uh, so we hung out and then we went back to her house and we just stayed up like all night, just sitting outside, just BSing, talking, getting to know each other. And it was just, it just felt really just natural. So yeah, for the next few months, we just hung out all the time. Eventually we, we moved in together and then, and then we got pregnant. <laughs> And then you got a house after yeah, some, yeah. you know, some time. And then we got, I, you know, settled down into a, a more permanent job because at the time I was kind of bouncing around bullshit jobs. And I decided, well, okay, it's time to, you know, <laughs> time to get a little bit more serious here. So we, yeah, we got married. We moved out. That's, that's the story right there, man. We've just been best friends since the day we met. How did you and know? Then, when did you know? Honestly, probably, probably that first day. Just, you know, hey, I really like this girl, like a lot. Like we get along really great. I love talking to her. I love hanging out with her. I just want to just keep hanging out with her like forever. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's what we did. And then, well, you know, life happens, you get pregnant and then you're just like, oh, shit. And there was never like a question of what are we going to do? It was just like, well, okay, well, you know, this is happening now. So let's get married. Let's move out on our own and let's, you know, do this thing. Damn. So, yeah, yeah. you just, in retrospect, you just knew. Yeah, just, yeah, just did it. I'm proud of you. And I wanted to know that little bit of your history. Uh, well, thanks. Of course, of course. Yeah. Now let's move out of your personal life. Let's go to general life. If there was one event in time one event all of history you could go back and attend and just witness what is it nirvana unplugged 
Nirvana Unplugged. Yeah. yeah, the live taping of it. It happened on my birthday, November 18th, 1993. So you were 13 when it was recorded. Yep. You had a chance. Uh, not really. I mean, it happened in New York. Um, oh, did it? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the name of the album, Unplugged in New York. Come on, man. Oh, fucking man, come on. I don't look at the whole thing. <laughs> um, just to, to witness that, because, uh, spoiler, I was a huge Nirvana mark. Huge. We know. They, they they were my everything through middle school. So you were prime age, and then you were old enough for when it happened. Yeah. Damn, that's a good use of the event, honestly. I expected nothing less. Thanks. But I, hey, fucking Nirvana unplugged, man. I'd use mine on a concert too. So yeah. if you want to find out, ask me that question next time. All right. <laughs> uh, so I had one more, one more for you. How did you get into our little disgusting uh, world? How did you get into this place? And how did you get in like in the juggalo culture? And how did you get into the underground DIY scene in general? What really put those things for you? What placed you here? I've talked about that, but it's been a while. I first heard ICP, if that's what you're referring to, is the nasty little juggalo subculture. Mm-hmm. I first heard ICP in summer of 1999. A good friend of mine at the time brought over the Amazing Jekyll Brothers CD. He had borrowed it from another friend. And he said, dude, you got to hear this. This is so fucking funny. I'm like, okay, cool. And I was already, I had heard Bloodhound Gang, you know, a lot of bands at the time. I mean, Eminem was already, I think he was already pretty big by that point. And he played me the skits off Amazing Jekyll Brothers. And of course, you know, the funny shit. um, I want my shit bitches the shaggy show you know all the all the funny stuff and i was like oh yeah this is kind of funny yeah this is and then he left and i didn't really think anything more of it and i don't know probably a few weeks later um, i had a habit of every payday going down to the record store and just spending a hundred dollars hundred dollars on cds just because i'm just a weird person and that happened to be one of the cds that i just happened to see and i was like oh shit that was that one uh yeah, that clown thing. That was funny. So I bought it and listened to it start to finish. And I was changed. It's just, I don't know, man. It was just the the right combination of place and time. And I was like, this is some really deep shit. I mean, it's funny, but there's more going on here. There's some lore and there's some history. And so I immediately went out and looked for the other the other squares at the bottom, you know, the other Joker's cards that they talked about mm-hmm. in the liner notes. Because, I mean, I just poured over those liner notes as I did with anything, any CD that I liked. And there was just so much in there. There was the the whole talk of Big Money Hustlers, the all the wrestling shit, all the, the action figures, previous CDs, other groups, just so much shit to dig into. I was like, damn, there's this is a lot. My neighbor he was a big, big, big rap head. He was really into like three, six mafia and like other like Southern, Southern stuff. And he was like, Oh, you like ICP? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just getting into them. I think. And he was like, Oh, you should check them out on, on this uh, three, six song. And so he played me the, uh, just another crazy click. And I was like, Oh damn, that's fucking cool. And then he's like, Oh yeah, they've got a movie and they're, uh, you know, they're always wrestling and stuff. And I'm like, damn. Okay. And so he gave me a copy of uh, Forgotten Freshness 1, the just the volume one disc of the two-disc set. 
and didn't have a case. It was just that CD. It was all scratched up. And he was like, yeah, I've had this around for a while. You can have it. So I listened to that with no context and I'm just like, fuck off. Great song. Graveyard. Great song. All these songs. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if this is like new shit or old shit, but I like it. So then I, I bought Ringmaster was the next one I bought. I liked that one a lot better. I was like, man, this is so much cooler than, than Jekyll Brothers. And then I just started filling in the blanks from there. And man, one thing about me, if I like something, I go all fucking in. So and that's what I did. I spent the next probably five, six years just fully investing in ICP and Psychopathic Records. Just everything that I could, everything that I could buy, every nugget of information I could find online. But I never really felt like I was part of a scene. There was a Juggalo scene around the area. Like I would see Juggalos at malls. And I mean, like if I went to a show, they would, it'd be a full, full crowd. But I don't know. I've always kind of been an introvert and just kind of a weirdo. So <laughs> I never really hung out with, with any other Juggalos. I've, I've since coined the term Juggalone. Juggalone. It, uh, it was just me listening to this weird music, being on the internet reading about this weird music. Yeah. And it's just, it's been just an ever an ongoing presence in my life since then. It's always been there sometimes right in the forefront, sometimes just kind of in the back of my mind. And it was probably like 2017, 2018. I think when I started becoming active on uh, Instagram that I started actually interacting with other jugglers out there and Mike from juggalo judgment and uh, Robbie and uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. And now I'm fully immersed in, uh, well, our weird little corner. Yep. We've dug in, we've dug into the circle. And so the underground music, how'd you get into that? How do you feel about underground music? I mean, I've always been into just whatever is weird or not popular. Now, remember I said I was a huge Nirvana mark. You might say to yourself, but Jeremy, Nirvana was like the biggest band in the world. Everybody knows Nirvana. But contrary, I first heard Nirvana in must have been probably August of 91 when Teen Spirit first hit our local radio station, our Seattle station. And it wasn't they played it first. It wasn't anywhere else in the anywhere else in the country. They played that and I remember the debut of it on the radio. And my little 11 year old mind was blown or probably only 10 at that point. My mind was blown. I was like, Holy shit. Cause I'd been listening to like hair metal and like a little bit of thrash metal and uh classic rock. And I heard this and it just like, it kicked, kicked down the fucking walls. And I was like, damn, this is, this is what I need to be involved in. This is what I need to listen to. This is, this is what's it for me. Yeah. Me and a couple of friends, we were the only kids for that that year of, of middle school, I don't remember what grade it was, probably sixth grade. We were the only ones that were Nirvana fans. Like nobody else. I mean, everybody else that was into any kind of rock music, they were all butt rockers, just, you know, leather coats, jeans, Metallica. That was it. But we were huge Nirvana heads and it felt like it stayed, even though they were on MTV, it was still like, it still felt like a counterculture kind of thing. It took a few years for it to really full, fully catch on. But that introduction to Nirvana, I was like, this is cool. What else is out there? I picked up Bleach like almost immediately. And that became like one of my favorite albums of all time. You know, I saw that little sub pop logo in the corner. And and so that's what I started following. I started following little uh, 
little logos in the corner of uh, tapes and CDs and just using that as a, as a guiding light. We had a, a local zine called the rocket and it was just like a free, uh, free entertainment paper in Tacoma. And they would always have articles about, you know, different local bands and stuff. And now mind you, I was, I was young, so I wasn't going to shows. I wasn't really hanging out with anybody other than people at my school. And then like, or my sister's friends who were older, you know, I got exposed to a lot of music, mostly just from doing my own research, reading in the rocket, reading liner notes from albums that I had already gotten, digging through record stores, picking up, you know, things from L7, things from Soundgarden. You know, I found a, a fucking Gwar tape and uh, that was just like totally left field. And it was weird. That's probably why I liked ICP so much when I first heard them, because it reminded me of Gwar. And I was like, okay, this is familiar territory. I like this. I think just the older I got, the more I dug deeper into the into the underground and into the past for music. Um, Nirvana led me to Sonic Youth, which led me to things like Dinosaur Jr. And I mean, even like it led me to like Black Flag and fucking Dead Kennedys and shit like that, that I probably wouldn't have otherwise heard, at least not for a long time. As an adult, I've just uh, I've I've made it my my purpose to just dig up music, go off the beaten path, and find just weird shit. I mean, in high school, besides Nirvana, Sonic Youth was like my number one band for a long time. Uh, Primus was a really big, really big player for me, uh, and then I, I took a left turn and started getting into Bob Dylan really hard, like '60s folk Bob Dylan. I just hit that fucking hard. You know, started listening to Leonard Cohen and, you know, Woody Guthrie and just going like way left field into some folk shit. Neil Young started getting into that. Always oh, into weird music, I guess. See, that's a very good story. I never knew. I didn't know any of this. Ah. That's why I'm asking you these hard hitting questions. Hard hitting question, man. Getting to learn your story piece by yeah. piece. Now, besides that, how did you come up with Jiggles? What's <laughs> what's the origin of Jiggles? Uh, I needed a screen name. Uh, for like, uh, it was probably like fucking AOL or something. I never got into AOL heavy, but like, you know, to set up like an email and like a, a online profile or whatever. And, you know, back in the early aughts, nobody ever used their whole name. Nobody ever was, you wouldn't find a, you know, Jim Smith at AOL.com. It just, nobody did that. I realize now that I should have, and people do that now. People use their, their name for their email addresses and for their online profiles. Mine is my, yeah. That's mine. Um, but you know, back in the early days of the internet, everybody was anonymous and everybody would just wanted to be cool. And, uh, I was like, fuck, I need it. I need a name. And I was like, Stevie, give me a name. And she just came up with jiggles just cause it was, I don't know. It was funny. Okay. So it's a Stevie creation. Yeah. And okay, I just, Stevie's doing, yeah. Me. And I, yeah, I've just <laughs> gone with it since. And when I, uh, the Solitude album, I think, was I originally put the name Jiggles on that. And that was kind of where it solidified. But then that album never like formally released until last year or the year before. But yeah, I've always just used it since then. That's my name. There's no no big meaning behind it. Just something silly my wife came up with. Okay. I thought there was gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, it was my childhood nickname or No. No, but of course, you know, it was, you know, being like 2003 or 2004 or whenever it was, I had to spell it with a Z because that's just what you did. 
Z. Yeah, like things were cool if you put a Z right, on Right, or an X. X or a Z. X or a Z. That's, yeah, that carried on through my mm-hmm. childhood. Now, when you... Was it a weird jump to join the Discord and start talking to all of us? Yes. Or were you ready? It was very weird. Um, so you became... You weren't a social butterfly before, I was not. but now you are. Yeah, I was not a social butterfly. I was the... <laughs> I was the 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 loner who would overshare and get weird when I finally talked to somebody. Oh, you mean <laughs> it's not normal to call somebody at like nine, like ten, eleven p.m. and talk to them for four hours on the no. phone? <laughs> okay, I'm referencing a conversation that Stevie Jiggles and I all had one night. Yeah, and it was very random. It was very random. That's not. It yet. was very random, and I appreciated it very much. Oh. It was a very nice night. I appreciate it too. That was good. I was good I chat. was doing nothing. You picked a really good day to be like, "Hey, are you free?" Awesome. Yeah. No, man, the Discord thing was weird. It's gonna sound so stupid, but I mean, it it felt like it was just like meant to happen the way it did. For me, anyways. Yeah, I think all of us can agree there that that Discord was in the beginning was like really magic. Yeah. Like. All of us came together for no, there was nothing connecting us but music. Yeah. Well, in these, in these couple of podcasts that we Did all. Did you, were you in Aaron's old server when they had just the subsection for ICP with we? I looked at it. I think I joined, but I uh, never like really got into it. When Aaron and Eric made the, the dedicated, what is now UPC, uh, but at the time was just ICP with we Discord server. I think I, I was one of the first like five people in there, I think. And <laughs> you were just ahead of the curve. Well, I just, you know, I just happened to be not doing anything when, when they made the announcement and I, and I, you know, hopped over and jumped in and I'm like, I don't remember who the, the first people were. I mean, there was, I think it was, it was Mike, Rob, and I think Aaron and Eric. And I think that was it. And I hopped in and I was just like, Oh, Hey. And, I'd never really done chat rooms before. Like back in the day, I was always, always on uh Fago lovers, just like every other good juggalo. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, always. On. I was on there every day, every day. And I was always checking the forums just to see what news was out there, what people were talking about, what people's opinions were never posted anything, never. And after a while, the, the longer I went, the, the, more it solidified me that yeah i'm never posting in here <laughs> just <I'm laughs> never ever posting no it i mean back in the back in the early days back in you know 2002 2003 even all the way up into like the you know 2008 it wasn't like a bad toxic place really i mean not like it is now uh sorry no offense to anybody out there who likes that place but no i'm not apologizing it was just i don't know the the just putting myself out there, even in a virtual online setting where nobody knows me. And if I want to leave, I can, and nobody would ever miss me. I still, I just, I couldn't get over that hump of doing it. It was just such a, a critically awkward antisocial person. After branching out a little bit on, I think Instagram made it a little easier because you could like privately message people or you could just comment on people's stuff. And it was just like, oh yeah, you know, so I was talking to Mike, I was talking to Robbie, I was talking to Rob. Then when when ICP with we started gaining traction, I was talking to them mostly through emails. I was the weirdo. I know, I was I was the annoying guy that would always email the podcast house and oh go my on god, a, a long tangent. 
You are the email guy. <laughs> I'm I'm the email guy. I've listened to some earlier episodes and I'm like, who the fuck is the email guy? Yeah. I was one of one of the email guys. Rob Where was did, always an email guy too. So you just you heard <laughs> them say like I don't know, there had to be a better way to communicate. But they left an email open because they're all old school guys, I guess. Yeah. Do we does the do uh do us at UGT have an email you can email? No. I thought about it. Should we? No, I don't hear opinions. I don't want to hear your opinions about okay. things. I don't care. Good, good <laughs> like, riddance I don't to care. You. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing this for the love of the game. This is for us. I really don't care. Right. Yeah. No, but to, I guess to, to answer your question, it, uh, you, you asked a question, right? That was a while ago. Um, yes. Yes. I asked a question a long time ago <laughs> about the discord right. and how it felt to join it. It felt weird, but like, when I first joined, it was like, okay, I kind of know these people. Like I had been talking to Rob online for a long time. I had been talking to Mike for a while. I'd been talking to Robbie for a while. And I've been listening to ICP with we, and all these people are here. And that's the only people that are here. I'm like, Oh, Hey guys. And they're like, Hey, yeah, I know you, you know him too. Cool. And it was like, we were all like realizing for the first time that we all knew each other. We just had never, Yeah, there was just never a platform where we were all out at the it same was, time. <laughs> it was just all of you jug alone, jug alone, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. and that, that discord server allowed all of us to be like in the same space at the same time. And then you joined and Shmeev joined and, you know, the other, a few other OGs. And uh, for the longest time, it just felt like just a really just, I don't know, just a, a family, a community, you know, it was, it was early days of pandemic and nobody was doing anything. So everybody was just online, just hanging out, listening to music, talking. And that was really cool. I did enjoy it a lot. Yeah. And I still do enjoy the discord, but there's a, you know, a lot new, a lot of new friends have hit the second tower, you know, <laughs> what, what a great <laughs> analogy. <laughs> yeah there, there's a lot of people in there now so it gets a little busy it doesn't feel as intimate as it was it's still a great place still a great place to hang out it's like if your private group chat got opened up publicly it, it, which is exactly what happened it was always public but it's just like nobody ever wandered in until quite a while later yeah nobody cared yeah. nobody gave a shit uh-huh. about the put the fucking discord <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if they search back far enough, they can read diary entries from all of us because that's pretty, pretty much, much what it was. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I miss that. I miss it, but I don't. You know, I'm happy with how it is now. I like that it's opened up when we got new people. Yeah. We've gotten some really fucking cool new people. Shout out cool people. Yeah, to put some fear in your hearts, we've got some pretty bad new people too. Oh, shit. But we're not Flip saying side of the coin. <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering if it might be you, it might be. <gasps> Damn. <laughs> I enjoy UPC a lot. <laughs> We're putting in, we always put in the UPC tag. We're part of the UPC. We love yeah. the UPC and the Discord. We, uh, I'm just not as friendly. Yeah. You're pretty prickly. Yeah, I'm not very friendly. Yeah. But I am once. We're cool. Once yeah. I, you're not a weirdo. But hey, we got no questions left. Except really? I'm pulling, yeah. Okay. I'm going to pull something from my archive of my past. Oh. Uh, I used to wrap up my old podcast with this as one of the last questions. I do want to hear it for you. Uh, what is the worst movie you've ever seen? Not like wow. 
This is so bad, it's watchable. I want to show my friends how bad this movie is. I'm talking like, this was fucking awful, and I'm never going to watch it again. Oh, wow. I might have a hard time remembering. I've never walked out of a theater. I mean, I try not to watch bad movies. I'm pretty picky about what I what I ingest media-wise because I don't like having bad experiences with media. So if I don't think I'm going to like something, I probably won't watch it. Um, but I know I've seen some really, really bad movies. One movie I specifically remember, and it's only because it's been a topic of discussion lately. One movie oh, yeah? that, I, that I did see in a theater that I was upset at myself over watching was the Michael Bay TMNT movie. There was a Michael Bay TNT movie? Yeah. 2014. 2014, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I didn't see that. That makes sense. Yeah. Or maybe it was the second one. It was either the first one or the second one. I, I've seen both, but I I don't remember if I went to the theater for the first one and watched the second one at home or if it was like vice versa. But anyway, they were both bad. It has the WWE wrestler Sheamus in it. How good could it be? Not. yeah it looks awful oh my god they scrapped a third one in favor of the reboot that just came out good good on them but yeah the worst movie and then another thing i like to play back from the butcher bordello blood is uh how did you get into horror ironically enough i'm not really into horror um i'm into horror music um, not really so much on the horror movies, like at least not the typical, like, I don't like the Saw movies. Um, I could give fuck a fuck you. less. I could give a fuck less about Halloween or Friday the 13th or any of those franchises. Crucify me right now. I just, I don't care. It hurts that you immediately throughout Saw. Like, I, Sab's favorite movie series is Saw, and we just went through all the Saw movies maybe a month ago. And you know what? Well, Fucking hey, good franchise. Hey, I'm glad you enjoy it, man. I'm glad you enjoy it. I just personally don't. I've seen a lot of horror movies. Um, it's just not something that I am particularly interested in or invested in. But if you want to talk like monster movies, universal monster movies. Yeah, because we were talking about those earlier. Those are a horror movie. F- fucking Frankenstein, the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's my shit. That's my shit right there. They're good. They're great. Okay, so you don't have a... An- a history with horror like a lot of the other people did from bebop because we were a horror podcast so yeah horror punk and horror podcast yeah. you know i know i'm like one of the only people that's into icp and juggalo music that's not also into horror movies mike true mike was the other one who uh when i interviewed him we didn't have much to talk about for horror yeah i'm more into uh uh, sci-fi fantasy kind of movies um i'm a big mark for the for superhero movies uh again crucify me mcu movies i'm gonna have to get into those so i don't i can no longer make fun of you yep sav's in the mcu so i have to just now watch mcu stuff when the time yeah. comes there you go that and star wars my two biggest like i don't give a fuck about i'm gonna have to watch those are two of my biggest franchises that I'm into. They were my so. two. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, if you're just like looking at my water bottle, I got the the biggest sticker. My water bottle is a Halloween three sticker. So, you know where I stand. Also, shout out to Brain Dead Customs. Uh, they kind of suck. But anyways. <laughs> hey, shout out. 
Shout out. You kind of suck still, though. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. I met them at camp, and I bought the Halloween sticker, and I bought like a Halloween pin and my first hat, my first ever baseball hat or cap, you know, like. And I was like, hey, man, which one is going to be like, you know, up on the website? When can like which one's more limited? Because they were like 30 bucks each. And I was like, which one is going to be harder to get later? And he was like, oh, the, the Jason one. Go ahead. Pick up a Jason one. So I bought a Jason one and they never fucking sold the scream hat that I wanted mm. ever online. But they did sell the goddamn Jason ones online. So I'm still mad about it because it was like fully embroidered and it said, do you like scary movies on the side? And like, that's nice. sick. I want yeah. that. But fuck you. <laughs> it told me the wrong one, man. Ah, that's salesmanship right there, baby. Do you got anything you want to plug this week? What's so special? Go check out death.gov. Go to their band camp, purchase and download the live album live at the alibi house. Listen to it. Love it death.gov.limitedrun.com and if you're curious it's d-e-a-t-h-d-o-t-g-o-v all dot one word dot limitedrun limitedrun.com or dot bandcamp.com check out their shit really cool band about to be up to some really cool stuff support them help them get an album out speaking of albums out my album solitude is now on streaming services it's there it's on apple it's on spotify amazon YouTube, wherever. Jiggles, Solitude. It's my album from 2003. It's been on Bandcamp for a couple of years. Now it's streaming. Go check it out. All of my links are at linktree slash jiggles, J-I-G-G-L-Z. There you can find the Bandcamp. You can find YouTube. You can find this podcast. You can find our Apple playlist associated with the podcast. You can find me on Instagram. You can yell at me and tell me that all my opinions are garbage. You can join the UPC Discord server and tell Blade and I both that our podcast is boring and our opinions are trash. Or you could just come in and say hi. Mm, Not to me, but to Jiggles. You could also check out Linktree slash Graynote Records. Um, There you can find links to Fuckface, Late Night Cakes, uh, another band by the name of Kevin going to be hitting streaming services. Probably by the time this comes out. I'll tell you the day. It's going to be August 18th. So they're already there, baby. Go check them out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that we're not going to have this out by the 18th. Correct. Now, for me, we're plugging Glass Bones. Uh, that would be in this economy com. Uh, by the time you read this, they might even be taken down. I might take that shit off there. So if you want one, you better slap yourself into the past and go get one, because I might take them down. Yeah. Uh, and then link tree uh, slash blade is spooky. I don't even know what's on there anymore. I haven't looked at it in a long time. You'll find links to things. <laughs> they might be cool. They might not be. Yeah. Uh, I think, th- I think, I think my, there's a link to this. There's a link to this. I think mm-hmm. my Christmas card sign up is still there. Yeah, that's still there. Which is like, which is so funnily valid still because I haven't sent out Christmas cards from last year and it's August. Uh, like that's so funny to me. I think I'm gonna send them out in like September and then, and then just do it again in December. Perfect. Because uh, I got those printed. You know, it was like, uh, it's a decent chunk of money to get fucking postcards. They're, you know, actually secret. Our Christmas cards are double-sided postcards. Is how I get them printed. Uh, yeah. So it's a a decent amount of money to do that. So I do want to mail these out, but I just like, 
a lot of things happened in July. I moved and a lot of stuff happened. We didn't get them out in time. Yeah, you have one. I have one. You have one. And uh, did you know that maybe 10 people have those? Maybe 10. It's right next to my Christmas card from Isham. <laughs> Yay. Do you have the old one from the year before? I do. That's uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, that's in here too. Uh... Yep. Yep. That Got is it. me and Strawberry Eclair. Ooh, that sounds good. That's <laughs> just what I call Claire. Oh. <laughs> Claire is also the one on this year's card, and then uh, well, last year's card, and Claire will be on this year's card because why not? Delicious. Delicious. Eclairs. Eclair, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not Claire. We're not. We're not giving Claire compliments. I don't know Claire. Claire's fine. <laughs> no, I love Claire. I'm actually going to be talking to Claire later today. Hi, Claire. Shout out Claire. We're shout shouting out, out Claire. And shout out Eclairs. Strawberry or Shout not. out. Strawberry or chocolate. Yeah. I think there was another one. They added a third flavor, but I didn't try it. I'm thinking, I remember, it's like a caramel Eclair. I should have tried it. Speaking of caramel, or yeah. caramel, caramel, if you yeah. will, or if you won't, Carmela Creep? Is that the name? Carmela Creep. Haven't seen her in stores yet. Where's she at? Where's she at? If anybody doesn't know, we're talking about the new monster cereal. Yeah, God. I uh, I found Monster Mash at the local Meyer, but they had none of the singular cereals yet. I haven't seen shit, but it's still August. It's only like early August still. Well, it's late August by the time you're hearing this. So go out and buy some monster cereal because it's in stores now. Um, go to the UPC Discord and go to the Food Grits Fish and uh, whatever channel and see if we found the monster cereals by now. The time this comes out, yeah, because we're definitely posting them if we find them. I might oh, hit the store yeah. today just to see if I can find them because you just got me excited again. Yeah, I might too. I might hit up the Walmart. They usually have them first. Yep, I might drive the like fifteen minutes to Walmart and see if we got them. Go to the, go to your grocery store, or pick up some monster cereal. You know what? Post a picture of it on on Instagram. Tag us in it. I want to take see a it. photo. Tag us in it. Uh, at Blade was spooky on Instagram. At Blade is spooky on Twitter. Uh, those are the two places you can find me. Don't friend me on Facebook. I barely use that shit. Um, Discord. We can talk. I guess in the UPC group. If you have something cool to say, I'll respond. If you have monster cereal, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. If you got monster cereal, for sure. Right. If you want to talk to uh, us, show us a picture of monster cereal. There yeah, for sure. Yeah. And while you're at it, check out all the bands that we talked about. Specifically, Glassbones. Glassbones. Yeah. Anybody, Mellow Code, fucking anybody we posted about. Anybody. And you know what? Everybody have a wonderful night. Stay safe out there. Keep your stick on the ice. This has been a Jiggle Down Productions production.
Thanks so much, guys. Once again, we're a, we're a band called Death.gov, and we're from here.